and so I've had people ask me, like, how do you get through the the rejection? And this that really is the accurate question to ask. So, you know, we fire these rounds, they go eight miles away. The earth is spinning under the round. The round is spinning and drifting the whole time. There's a ton of math that goes involved. And at the end of the day, I think most people are, are uh, you know, at least surprised to find out that we almost never hit the target on the first shot. Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. Go to contentsprofit.com, join the community, come hang out. It's fun out there. Hey, that's right. Wait one second. Yeah, I gotta lift the table. There we go. Now now I feel good. Now you feel good? Now I feel in the zone. Guys, today we have an incredible episode we're gonna be talking about little videos big results sorry for say, the table was way too high <laughs> uh yes little video big results and i know everybody out there tuning in live uh this is gonna be super useful because we actually started there so i cannot wait to see where this goes but before that fonzie do we have a sponsor today indeed we do thank you for asking you're welcome, and today's the sponsor is your own the biz bros yes, yes we sponsor this podcast thanks to content momentum if you're looking to multi-purpose your podcast or video content and turn Ooh, it into baby. profit give me it give me yes Let's into go. profit make sure to slide in the dms at this bros go on facebook <laughs> on instagram that's right guys and if you are enjoying these episodes and the stories and all the action-packed tips that our guests are bringing to you go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platform because we are live every thursday Saturday and Tuesday, all the way. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Let's go. <laughs> that is right. And if today's guests help you move one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, mm. and mm. leave a five-star review. Episode 209. And today we are digging deep into video content, paid advertising, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. That is right, baby. Today's guest is the founder of What's Next Media, mm. Mr. Wronghouse Charity, and parachute video ads in a few words he is someone that will help you leverage video to grow your business and you better listen because he's no joke he built a seven-figure company during the pandemic and now he's developing a new course to help you replicate that success oh yeah let's get this party started please welcome the video guy himself Andrew Myers! Man, that was hype. <laughs> What's up, am I, Andrew? Am I allowed to dance a little here? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. my man. Let's go. I, I understand you guys are perplexed wanting to start a soccer show, so I went and got the scarf. <laughs> oh. It's a bit of a hybrid. Yeah, hey, I, I'm just going to put it out of there. Thank you so much. By the way, like we literally look like if we were like on a soccer show. We just need like a soccer ball right here, and that's it. Like the, 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 We might have to go do that. Uh, for the for the ones listening, what's the team? Is it is Seattle Sounders? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, well, just, you must have but, saw the championship logo on the scarf. <laughs> <laughs> any any Seattle Sounders fans out there? Drop some drop some love. Send us some DMs. I, I get it. Yeah, I I remember one of the very first team that caught my attention about the MLS was the Sounders because of their fans. Ooh, I was like, so I feel like this is the closest. I can see fans on like South America at first, right? Yeah. This was a lot of time ago. Now there's more teams, obviously. 
fans a little bit more history yeah. in there. But that's very exciting. I'm excited you you like soccer too. We're gonna have to, you know, well, maybe talk about how this I never even did. I oh, yeah. in Seattle and I'm like, I heard there were sixty thousand people going to the state. I'm like, well, I guess I should be one of them. <laughs> I like I watched a guy go down the side, elbowing somebody, charging as hard as he could, and then he got there and just like did a little ballet yeah. on the ball and then <laughs> and then whipped it all the way in and somebody headed it in. I just the dichotomy between violence and grace. I was like, this is, this is it. I need to be a fan. Uh, I know yeah. they, they do this. I hopefully one that we can go to Seattle. Like I think that that's gonna That'd be. be cool. that, we've been in Atlanta and those games. That, anyways, okay. So, soccer show. Like we're gonna put it to rest for now. Content's <laughs> profit. Andrew, so excited yeah, to be yeah. here. We connected with our mutual friend, and uh, he told me like like when he introduced me to you, it's like you guys have to have a conversation with this dude. And then we we chatted a little bit, right? Like behind cameras, and I was like, yes, we need to make this happen because you have a, a few stories out there, you know, other than the amazing business that you're building, especially during the pandemic. Like we definitely can relate. Our business grew during the pandemic. We were able to evolve. We were able to bring people in, uh, but the the way that you did it i think it's super interesting but for those that are not maybe familiar with you right like because you're in this publishing journey now and and getting your voice out there sharing right who who's andrew like where where this like entrepreneurial uh world for you started i started um where i think everybody who's obviously there's a million ways to sell something nowadays um and content sort of breaks this binds a little bit but one of the things i find myself talking about a lot is what works with content what works on instagram what works on an ad is just what works in person for a different format it's not a new yeah. way to do it and one of the very best ways to learn sales and learn how to be you know uh how to ask the right question and figure out what the right thing to say back is is door-to-door -door sales and that was the beginning for me um, was literally going door to door, uh, mm. you know, catching your nose every single day. Uh, I'd go to like business parks. I wasn't doing the like residential version of it. Mm. Um, and you learn a lot. You learn about what, what to say, what not to say. But more importantly, you learn to get the person you're selling talking. And the more information you can get out of somebody, yeah. when you feed that back to them, part of your sales premise, now you're selling. You're not just talking. Um, and then that has been super uh, important as I've gotten older and transferred my sales skills to a new medium, this yeah. desire to know something about somebody before I make the ad and not make an ad and then figure it out later has been, uh, has been yeah. the whole of our success essentially. I, I, I love it. Um, door to door sales. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Cause, uh, Please, I can talk about it all day. Okay. So we've had a few people on the show that that is their background, right? And we tend to see that they have such a competitive advantage over so many people, right? And, you know, yep. I don't think, we, we never did door-to-door, -door -door, right? We went we went out and sold, like, this soccer program to schools and parents, and we, it was terrifying, and we we're selling a $30 membership, right? And then we went knocking on doors on restaurants to sell a video, a video service and different things, right? So maybe a hybrid of it, but we never did the traditional, hey, I'm going to walk through this neighborhood or even to business center, right? So I'm, I'm very yep. interested to know like how did you decided to go there first to that like tackle that opportunity right and second how was your evolution throughout because you know in a sense we've been able to do it digitally right when we decided to to yeah. start this type of business that we're in but I'm very curious, like, why do you decide to do something like that where most well, people it, are, like, terrified yeah, it, to do it? Well, it definitely found me. Um, people mm -hmm. who know me now know me as the, the extrovert. I mean, that's that's <laughs> kind of who I am. But when I was 17, I dropped out of high school, and this was the job that I thought I didn't realize I was even going door to door. I 
just applied to a job. And yeah. next thing you know, they're walking door to door selling toys. And, you know, the, the person in me is thinking, God, I would have done it this way. I would have done it. Day. From day one, I was already like, you know, all right, give me the bag. You know, it's yeah. stupid, but give me the bag. Let me try it. <laughs> um, and, and so I've had people ask me, like, how do you get through the, the rejection? And this, that really is the accurate question to ask. Like, I'm trying to get, figure out how to get my daughter into this space as she gets older while keeping her safe. Mm. Uh, because what really happens is you learn to, you learn to hear no without having the person go, no, I don't want to booger off. You know, there's a zero, there's a zone in there where you can kind of keep somebody out of maybe and have a sales conversation with them and kind of trial close them. And this mm. is still what we do in our paid advertising. Um, and that yeah. to me is the essence of the sales situation. So the first thing, when you go into a situation that you're not supposed to sell somebody, you walk up to them, you got coloring books and stuff, you know, you're supposed to talk to 300 people a day. By design, 280 of them tell you no. Yeah. About 100 of those try to do so rudely. You know what I mean? Um, and then what you're trying to do is just find the 10 or 15 people who are going to say yes for no reason. Sometimes you'd be selling a, a purple bear clock and somebody buy it because they love bears and somebody buy it because they, they love purple. Uh, you know, everybody's got their own reasoning behind it. And you yeah. finding out that like, okay, I almost can't get enough no's. To, you know, when I, when I counsel people about building their own business, I get them ready and then I say, okay, now go get 20 people to pass telling you no yeah and they always want a business plan that's about how to get the first five yeses and that's it that's what it looks like they're the world to go get those 20 no's you're going to refine your pitch you're going to hear what works and what doesn't work you're going to see the things that you're doing and the effect they have on people's face and you're going to get lucky at the end of the day yeah. so it teaches you a sort of you know like you look at a picture and it's a negative and it's like the opposite of what the picture is with this particular problem that's how it is you're looking at it wrong you need to look at it in terms of how am i gonna how many people can i faithfully present my product or idea to and, yeah. ha and have them turn me down before i eventually get one and yeah. not how do i make the perfect pitch to nail the first fish you know the first fish i get on the line oh yeah so 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 good let, let, let me see if i understood this correctly were you going door to door to sell toys yes yes wow um That no, was, I mean, I'm talking, in, I'm talking like little in, knives, little coloring books, little watches. I did an umbrella that had a duck's face on the umbrella uh, and a million other things. Every day you'd walk in and it'd be just stuff. In, business, in business complexes. This is I, I mean, this, the, yeah, my mind is like, this is probably one of the most difficult things to sell <laughs> door to well, door. Yeah, it is. So that's what it was. I thought I was going in to be a warehouse manager, right? You go into this warehouse, it's all this like wholesale crap. So I've learned since then, I used to do this as a dare. I, I one time, so now I can do it anywhere because I can go to the dollar mm. store and find stuff I know will sell for $5, $7, $10, right? So this is, I don't need the like, the like cult yeah. that just poured <laughs> all this stuff out eventually because it was a cult. Um, but you know, so I've actually went before and the, the dare started off, too bad this was like before Instagram. This had been a great like, you know, Twitch video. But um, I would go out and I would literally beg for 50 cents. I'd put it in and get the the uh, newspapers. I'd pull out all the classifieds of the newspapers and I'd, I'd group the coupons together. And again, it's all about asking the right question. I go around, hey, do you use Tide? And they go, yeah. And I go, look, I'll give you, you know, I'll save you $55 worth of Tide with these coupons. You got six months to use them. And it's just like reorganization of begging, basically. Yeah. And they go, okay. <laughs> and I'd come up with $15 by selling the uh, coupons. And then I would go to the dollar store and I'd buy $15 worth of stuff and sell it for $60. Um, but yeah, so you actually hit it right on the head. I was, you know, basically a high school dropout. And I thought to myself, yeah. man, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever read The Alchemist. Uh, um, but he talks about how now that he could always go back and have sheep at this point. And that's what this was for me was like, I'll always be able to make at least $125 a day with crap in a bag by just going around, making people laugh, <laughs> and being memorable. And not, and not even trying to sell them per se. I mean, you work on yeah. your technique and you, 
you work on being real succinct and motivating but at the end of the day you're just letting like 80 percent of people tell you no it's not your job to talk, turn them into a yes it's your yeah. job to faithfully you know create those opportunities and uh it is yeah. a it is a revelation that uh changes the way people prospect when i started off in car sales everybody was standing around doing what they do I didn't even understand what that world was. So yeah. I instantly started printing business cards, going out door to door, handing them out, giving away free car washes. And the phone was ringing off the hook because I call everyone in the classified ads. But it's like everyone would come around. They'd say the same thing. That person's not likely to buy. And they were right. That's why I stacked 200 of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, my, I mean, I was busy from the time I got there to the time I left. Uh, right out of the gate. I was selling as many as the other guys. I wasn't yeah. making as much because I didn't know the business, but I was getting the volume. Um, yeah. And yeah, once you've learned, like I said, it's like a photo, you know, for people who can look at the negative of a photo and see what the photo is going to be, yeah. you, you invert the whole way you look at how you develop a sales funnel. You know, sales isn't yeah. your ability to close the the next person. It's your ability to feel, feel the hopper. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, uh, uh, real, real quick, I'm, I've been wanting <laughs> to ask this question for, you know, like native salespeople, kind of like, like you, I feel, is what did rejection did to you right because i mean like you're saying you get rejected plenty of times right yeah. when you're door to door i'm guessing when you're door to door trying to sell like umbrellas with little thingies on top you're gonna get rejected a lot right well, the, the umbrella uh, with the duck on top was a hitter so, <laughs> most of the time most of the time yeah so what, what what did it do to you that rejection like mentally um you know what changed well there's two ways to look at it for one You know, you ask a girl for a kiss and the way you ask it will determine how hurtful it is when she says no thanks, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so you learn to ask it in the right way and you learn to trial close people and you learn to, to not ask for the business unless you think it's there. You learn to read people essentially, right? Yeah. Back to that question. And you'd show people things. And one of the reasons I did so well is I'd find the thing they wanted and instead of discounting it, which was the premise, this is 30, you can get it for 10. I'd say, but if you buy it from me, I'll give you all this other crap free. And I just stack yeah. up everything else that I had. Yeah. So, okay. you know, it was it was about really learning when I had the, the go. Um, people still sit on demos with clients with me and go, dude, it's so weird. Like, I've never heard you ask anyone for the business because I, I still don't. I, I pitch, I try to close, I pitch, I try to close, I ask for a question, I go back and then work on it. Eventually somebody goes, so what do I got to do to do this? You know, they're, they're yeah. ready. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that you learn how to ask for the business in a way that the answer is it. No, thanks. Bugger off. You know, so it, it, it helps you build that confidence that you can essentially take a no, but not take it right on the bow. You know, yeah. ships are designed to sort of glance some of the rounds off of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You learn yeah. how to come, come at the question in a way where you don't take the no as a direct hit. Yeah. Um, then the second one is you learn that a direct hit is pretty damn survivable. Um, if you guys have you know, ever been in a fight. The best thing that can ever happen to a nervous kid is that they get punched in the face. Because then you go, well, I didn't, I didn't die there. You know, I got, yeah. I got yeah. at least three more of those in me before I'm staring at the sky. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, sometimes it's just that awareness that, wow, I just got hit with a really, that guy actually tried to ruin my day. He called me a loser, mm. you know, because you'll get 10, 15, 20 of those each day. So yeah. the ones that don't deflect off the bow, they you build a callus. Yeah. Uh, mm. Like you do on your feet. And you learn that, you know what, that guy can't hurt me. He just tried. I mean, I, you know, I had people throw stuff at me. That would have hurt, but I'm spry. I'm out of my feet. Um, but, you know, you learn that, wow, I, I survived that no. And if, and if surviving a no could be a business, then that's what sales is. 
Yeah. Right? Ooh, and so you yeah. learn, wow, I've got this, I've got this, this callus on me now. So now I don't get hurt by nose the way other people do. Yeah. And so without being more talented than them, I can always be more productive than them in sales. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking back at my past and I'm like, man, I should have <laughs> some offers when I, when I was trying to kiss some girls, right? I was like, Hey, yeah. you know? <laughs> across the face. Well, that's, the, that's the concern is my daughter, she's going to have an easier life than I had. That's for sure. And how, how do you get her out there yeah, yeah. needing to hear yes so mm -hmm. bad that she'll endure 280 no's? How do you build this skill in somebody yeah. that doesn't need to be out there? You know I mean? Yeah. I, I needed to, or I was going to be homeless. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. And so, you know, that's the downside is like, how do you take somebody? I have people who are got money and they're still coming to me like, Hey, I want you to help me to friends, you know, develop my business. Okay. Well, let me walk you through it. And at the end of the day, it's like, man, you are way too soft. It's like putting a dog through a car wash. You know, it won't come out <laughs> the other side. If, if I give you the real advice you need, which is go get your nose. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to die on the vine because mm. you're about how do I build a business without any friction? That's the question they're really asking. Right. How do I do it easily? How do I do it without damaging my pride? How do I do it without changing? Um, you know, but the Hulk never turned green until something hit him really hard. Yeah. So they're look, they're asking the wrong question. So, Ooh. I mean, with with publishing, right, like when we first started, right, part of the fear and when we have people doing the 45 live challenge, right, that that is part of the thing, right? Like we're we're so scared of that, that, well, in this case, judgment or whatever, or my thing is yep. not really a good thing, right? At the end of the day, are you really, do you really believe in what you are talking about, right? Are you, are you really this uh, upfront with it, right? And it comes mm -hmm. down to that. So uh, then on top of that, right, like whenever you conquer or, in, you know, I'm doing quotation marks here, whenever you conquer the publishing, right, the, the, then the fun part begins with sales, right? And the, on the other end, right, or it could be together, right? Like we believe that that's Mary. It's a whole, just one process. Yep right but for those uh i mean you mentioned it right you're you're naturally extroverted right we talked about the extrovert uh theory well, so i am now i actually skipped the lead buried the lead there on that story i was a complete introvert until the day there i went go. out and started selling cars i had never kissed a girl <laughs> i had i had a lot of friends in high school we were cool i knew everybody i knew the popular kids i knew the yeah. kids i didn't hang out with them i didn't go to their parties i was a coder and I absolutely wow. was an introvert. And then that was where I just watched somebody do that and flip. But go ahead. So, yeah. So I, I guess my question goes in that direction, right? Because there's a lot of people listening out there that might not, like that might be in that same position that you wear, right? Or they see us publishing and, you know, 209 episodes. It says easy, but it like, it's been a journey, man. Like just to stay yeah. consistent, right? It's been so, a journey. I've been, so, I've been training people. So part of my agency's thing is that we take very specific videos based on something we know and we play them to somebody at just the right time. So in order for that to work, I got to be able to harvest all these videos from the client's staff. So mm -hmm. I've been dealing with this for the last year extensively, which is how we ended up in this course business. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to help them. Part of it is mockery. So I remind them that like, if this is 1860 and you only get one picture of your, in your whole life <laughs> and you got to wear the stupid hat because you lost your hat, then, you know, your kids are going to think that you liked that stupid hat and that you wore it every day of your life. So you should be yeah. afraid of the camera. I get it, you know. Absolutely. But this is, you know, the trick now is to expose yourself to the camera so much that if I come on, you know, I, I put so much of myself out there and you guys are the exact same way. If you came today with terrible hair, they wouldn't think you were ugly. They're thinking you're having a bad hair day. Yeah. So I try to remind people that it's going to be the aggregate average and that you shouldn't worry. And then another another way that I, I mock and shame them into into doing the videos mm -hmm. is people say, well, I'm too ugly for video. And a lot of the people that told me that were in the car business. Uh, and I said, well, if you're too ugly to 
it's called taking it up when they get a new customer. So if you're too ugly to be on video, you might be too ugly to get it up, bro. Because we can see you. I don't know if you know that or not, but all of us here are looking at you, and that's how you look. So yeah, the yeah. video is only going to help you expose things you didn't like about yourself. I used to do this thing. I think it started as a pitcher in, uh, in Little League. And I'd throw a ball, and I'd sort of nervously adjust my shirt like this. Yeah. Like like blaming the shirt, you know? Oh, <laughs> like, oh, dang shirt, it. You know? yeah. <laughs> High and wide, the shirt's loose, you know? Um, but it, like, stuck with me. And I noticed it on video first that when I would talk to people up my, with nervous energy, I'd sort of always be readjusting my shoulders. Mm. And I wasn't doing that just on video. I was doing that at parties. I was doing that everywhere in my life. The video wow. only helped point it out. Yeah. And so I understand why people are, you know, they don't like that first product. But what they need to understand about video is unlike everything else you do in life, like I've been doing yoga. My friend came over today and he's like, that, that is horrible form. What have you been? And I'm like, well, I do it by myself out here. Like, I'm not improving any. You know what I mean? YouTube. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just out here stretching. You know what yeah, I mean? Basically yeah. not even doing it well. Um, but with videos, you review every product you do. You, yeah. you, you, you recover and you change something that was the thing you hated the most about the first one that you did. Yeah. And every single video you do is better than the one you did before. So the challenge is, again, just like the law of averages with getting your nose, the challenge isn't doing the first video. I mean, that's the hardest part. The challenge is doing the first 50. Because after you've been doing 50, if you drew you on a bell curve, your ability to create that shorthand content is in the upper 10% of people in the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's how do you get through the first 50? How do you make the first 50, not the first 50 of videos, but the first 50 adjustments? Yeah. Um, one of the things we talk about a lot with in our video coaching business is, you know, I was an artillery guy in the army. So, you know, we fire these rounds. They go eight miles away. The earth is spinning under the round. The round is spinning and drifting the whole time. There's a ton of math that goes involved. And at the end of the day, I think most people are, are uh, you know, at least surprised to find out that we almost never hit the target on the first shot. Almost never happened. So the, by design, it was 75 yards left, and then somebody go, you know, over 75, you know, and they call it back, and then we'd make the adjustment, and then boom, bullseye, right? Mm. Well, everything in our life should be this way. We shouldn't expect the first round to hit. We shouldn't expect the first video to be a banger. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It doesn't have to work that way, but if we can look at the video and go, well, okay, you know, that that's not good. Maybe this is good. Uh, and another thing that is interesting about that is, you know, I, we guys have a very similar background. This this uh, thing on my wall is the first video business I built with my brother. Yeah. I had no clue how to film or how to make these things. The only reason I was successful is because I could look at something and go, well, that sucks. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> that looks really bad. Why does the background look for, you know, why is he yeah. facing that way? Why is that reflection on his face? And literally just one at a time, I just was able to notice things sucked. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then that's when, that's when the whole like methodology that I've created in the course came out where it's like, okay, so you stand here, you hold the thing like this, you keep the scripts to be this, yeah. But like, literally, I found it the way a blind person would find themselves out of a hotel where most of the doors were locked. You know what I mean? By <laughs> pumping into a lot of locked doors and going, yeah. that looked really bad. Why did that sound so tinny? It's not, yeah. And little by little, you know, the only thing I did well was was stick it out. I would notice something Absolutely. sucked and I'd fix it. And, and most of the time by fixing it, I would just try three other things like a baker that didn't know how to make a pie. Um, yeah. And so I think that that's Sweet. a really important thing people need to know going into video. And we were, you know, we were talking about overcoming the fear of video. Um, is just do it. You don't even have to share it with anybody. You don't have to show it. Do a mockumentary. Uh, go on TikTok and make jokes about other videos. Just get used to seeing your face on there. Like, yeah. if you think that I don't hate the way I look, just like you hate the way you look, you, you know, like everybody's got to realize we're all coming from the same place. We all hate it. Yeah. Uh, you just, you, you, you work with what you have. You get used to the camera. You get used to the process. 
Um, and when people start to equate how much actual money comes from that new discipline, they'll, they'll realize that the juice is worth the squeeze. Oh, so mm -hmm. much. And it's, you know, it's, it's long term, right? Like what are we talking about here? We, we hear a lot of uh, when, you know, we started a business, right? We, we were driven by, by greed, right? At, at first, we're like, we, we, we need money. We need to figure this thing out. But then the why and the purpose completely evolve and change, right? And then th this is the thing that we do and we're committed to it. And at the same time, like if you're listening right now, like what is the business that you're doing? What is the that thing that you're working towards? Is it worth it? for you to like go through this pain very quickly, right? Because like you, you said it, like 50 videos, let's say, let's grab 50 as, as that line, right? How do we accelerate that as much as possible so then we can feel comfortable to then continue to evolve? You know, I remember the, the day that we published our 50th episode, like it seemed mm -hmm. like the, the biggest thing ever, right? Even after doing a couple seasons of 45 Live. What do you, what do you think of the first 20 when you even oh. go back and watch them? How do they make you feel inside? Oh, if I, I just, yeah, laugh, it's sad, I cry. No, it's okay. No, no, so we, I was going to be like, they made me feel warm on the inside. Yeah. But funny, <laughs> like nostalgic. Nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so I, I, re I mean, we talked about this, right? It was just Fonzie and I, and we literally drift and we just grab a, a framework of let's tell a story and what's the lesson here, right? Um, and then maybe like, I don't think we would have been able to take on guests and, and have a, a free flowing conversation like we're having today if those first 20 episodes never happened. Right. So yeah. it was like yeah. we just like ripped the bandaid. Right. We had a lot of people. Yes. Like that supported us. Probably the people that didn't like it didn't tune in and didn't see it. Right. But guess what? That allows us to put in the reps. Right. And we decided to do it three times a week to be able to do well, that. Right. Just right? look at the timing that you guys you, you guys you guys do a live cold open or live show open right like yep. and you guys got the timing down the soundboard is there <laughs> like if somebody's not going to do podcasts until they get to that level of timing and execution then they're just not going to do it and yeah. so yep. you know you, you have to give yourself that leniency to go listen man my guests are not going to look at that and go that's the best i've ever seen they're going to look at that and go well he got better from last week and as long as that's your focus <laughs> you know what i mean then you literally just stay Absolutely. on gas all right so uh, let, let's talk about that for for a second right because when we Let's say, and by we, I mean business owners, right? They get an, a new client, right? And you need to start giving them some, some wins to get them excited, right? To play the long-term game with you. Because if there's only one goal that is six months ahead, it might be a little bit challenging for them to stick with them. Uh, yep. So how, you know, how do you present to them? How do you tell them, hey, you're going to suck at first, right? Like there's a big yeah. possibility. So let's well, focus I, on I this little that artillery story to start off with. Mm, and I so say, good. if you think that I'm going to be disappointed when the first one sucks, then you don't understand what my job is. Cause I've got <laughs> 40, 50 people a day sending me their videos and I'm coaching them. And I promise you, you won't be on the bottom of the heap. Mm. Um, secondly, if you think your videos, if you think you're going to like it, you're in the wrong spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no different than when you start a new workout. You know, your form is not going to be good. You're going to fatigue easily. You're going to get frustrated quick. You're going to be yeah. sore the next day when you watch it. Um, you know, and you, you're going to lean in on this. This is going to be a process is what I try to tell them. I normally have them start. The course that we developed was actually just developed in-house. It was supposed to be just for our clients. And then we realized, man, the course might be better than what, you know, our agency <laughs> is at this point. Yeah. Um, but we go over with them how to focus on lighting, how, you know, a lot of people make mistakes. They believe that, that a lot of light is good. When a lot of light doesn't help, it's directional light, flat directional light. So we show them how to use windows and, and big glass things like that are in a lot of the dealerships. We talk about framing, how to take advantage of the thirds rule and how to grip the phone. We show them very particularly how to hold the phone so that they become the steady cam. 
and the yep. phone is always out there looking back at them and they're not having to think about videoizing themselves while performing yeah this way the performative part is all they're focused on the camera's like you know a dude walking with them or a lady walking with them yeah uh, and we give them just these very very basics so the way that we get them introduced is actually in the last one is scripting like how to create a script that's actually very recordable how to do it in three act structures so you're not memorizing the whole thing you can pitch the problem and then come back uh, but the way we get them started to your question is we have them do it with photos mm. go take a selfie that, that that's in the right spot and then yeah. and and a big part of the reason we do that is that that'll help them like you said hate their first video less when yeah. you get them in the right light most men have never been in a makeup mirror so you get them to stand in front of a big window and hold their phone against the window and start talking. They actually like the way they look more than the way they did with their brushing <laughs> their teeth that day. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. so that's a big win. Um, so we try to get them in that first position where they're, they're, the, the techniques they're using to get the camera and the situation and the scene set up. And then all they have to do is focus on themselves and their performance within it. Um, yeah. And I think that helps a lot because, you know, it's like the college quarterback thing. You know, you get to the NFL, things are happening so fast. You're just glad the football ended up in your hands after you said hike, and then you got to worry about who to throw it to. And then it slows down over time. Yeah. In the beginning, that person's, you know, their wife's looking at them. They're nervous. You know, they, they can feel, and all this stuff's going on in their head. They screwed up the script the first two times, and they're, they're still yelling at themselves while they're trying to execute the next performance of the script. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. for anyone who's ever played golf, you can relate to that, you know. <laughs> don't shank it. Don't shank it. I swear. And you realize the only thing I thought on the whole backswing was don't shank it. I never had a positive thought in my head the whole time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you just need to give them enough materials that they can get out there and find some success. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. got a rifle back here. That's a good metaphor here. I've got my rifle. You got to be good to shoot it. You got to know what you're doing. And then I built a nine millimeter version of it with a really light trigger and all the right stuff. So mm -hmm. I can hand it to any idiot and they can go out there and find some moderate success with it and go, wow, this shooting sports stuff is fun, right? So this yeah. is the same thing. We try to we try to eliminate enough of the variables that will absolutely mm -hmm. hinder their success, keep them from liking their content up front. And we just spank them on the butt and just stay on them every day to make something so that they can improve. Yeah, I love this, that. this is a good. I, I love how the the win right is the production. Like you gotta get something out there, right? Like and because yeah. I mean, yes, we we can relate content to profit, obviously, but there's many steps in between, right? One of those is like we gotta create. We have to shift our mindset between consumer to creator, right? And I love the fact that, you know, you guys take this approach because as I'm listening to you, I'm like, I'm walking in my head. Naturally, that's exactly what happened with us when we decided yeah. to do 45 Live. We got to the point where it was like, screw this, right? We're actually gonna go do this because we had a very negative experience trying to be perfectionist and try to be all this X, Y, Z, right? And we're like, you know what? Remove all the friction, right? How to eliminate all the variables like you said, right? Uh, what are some of the common like, holdups that you see with your clients, with the people that are taking your course, right? Because I think people listening to, to the show, they obviously listen to the, the background music and they, li they listen to the perfectly choreographed intro that sometimes we screw it up, even on episode 200 when my mic fell off the ground. So anyways, they listen to all these things, right? But they don't have the mic. So what are some of the holdups, right? Because sometimes, or many, many times, we compare ourselves to that top version. I'm not saying that yeah. we're top version, but well, we, no, we look I, at people and, that and publishing. I can tell you, because not everybody's in podcasting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people Absolutely. are going to make a video, make a product one time and then try to build their business with it for a year. Or somebody's going to make a video and it's going to be an email response exactly. to everyone who signs up for something. You know, yes. so everybody's got them for a different reason. Yeah. At the end of the day, the thing that's holding everybody back, and this is, again, one of the key ways we try to motivate people in, the, in our own business, is that they don't believe 
the juice is worth the squeeze. Mm. They know they should make a video. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, if I knew that doing ab day 10 days in a row would hands down 100% give me a smoking washboard set of abs, or if anyone else knew that, they would approach ab day differently. Mm -hmm. There's a vagary between our effort and our results. And we're not, no one's really sure how to crunch that. Mm -hmm. And with video, people vastly underestimate how far it can take their brand, how far it can push their business, how much it can increase their sales, how much it can increase their awareness of people and then people's awareness of them. And they aren't valuing the size of the prize yes. heavily enough to overcome the, the discomfort of the, of the production of the video. You know, So the nine times out of 10, it's just convincing somebody that there is, this isn't like make a video, put it on YouTube and hope, bro. Your business has a slot for this piece of content. You have to put something there in this slot yeah. and it's worth it. And that's a better um, better way to get somebody involved. Is that, you know, We had a guy, again, in auto, and uh, it was like his number one sales guy. And I went down there and he said, oh, I'm not a video guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> handsome guy, good looking black dude, talked really great, huge smile. I mean, yeah. the guy, he was brand new when they were top salesperson. So, this is a guy who is absolutely a video guy. Like, his, the way he looks, the way he carries himself, the way yeah. he acts is why people like him. And he could be doing that for thousands of people a day rather than five. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, he absolutely is a video guy. And I said, okay, I'm not going to challenge you on that. So, I said, so uh, I was on the road, so I had cash on me. So, I, I got in my wallet quick, got a 50. Put it back on, the, got it in front of the table in front of him. I see my in it. I go, so would you go do a video if I gave you $50? And he goes, oh, hell yeah. Okay. So did everybody just see what happened there? So it's got nothing to do with whether or not he's a video guy. He doesn't believe a video can make him $50. Mm -hmm. So in his case, we just walked through the video he was going to be making was a response to a new lead. And I said, do you believe you could get a 10% more likely or 20% more likelihood of getting the appointment to show up if yeah. you sent him this. Yeah. And he said, yeah. And I said, and you close 50% of your appointments. And he goes, yeah. So you could sell about, of every 10 cars, you might sell one more. How much do you make per car? I mean, 2,400. So he makes $600 for every car he sells. And he has a one in 10 chance of selling one, a better, you know, a 10% better chance of selling one. So he makes $60 per video, <laughs> not 50. Yeah. Um, you know, but he just hadn't. He, and that, those yeah. were his numbers. He plugged that in. He did the algebra. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are all I asked him. And it just so happened to work out neatly. But yeah, so, you know, it's this vision that, man, I'm going to go make these 20 dealers just like me taking no's going door to door. I'm going to make these yes. 20 videos, yes. but only one of them is going to make me money. But it's going to make me enough money to justify all 20. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times it's just they haven't done the calculus on exactly how this thing is going to ultimately give them money. So they're not sure. Am I doing a hobby? You know, I'm doing a podcast. My friends look at me like I'm stupid because only 100 people watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's okay if you've done the calculus that continuing to do so for a year might deliver $45,000 a year to your business or yeah. open up a new uh, funnel for leads, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, they don't start with why do I need video? And yeah. for the people that start there and intimately understand that, they're drawn through the problems towards the solutions like gravity because they want the they want the squeeze. The, you know, they know the juice is worth the squeeze, and they know they want the juice. So everything else is just in their way. Yeah. For the rest of us, the real problem is that it's a hurdle to overcome. We don't want to do it, and at the end of the day, we're not convinced it would work. And so the, the people who feel that way and identify with that statement, they've got to back up and and make sure that they disprove themselves of that theory and. Maybe they're right. I mean, maybe their plan is to like, again, in auto sales, we see guys go out and make little videos for every car that comes in. They leave it on YouTube. Nobody sees it. That's not a process. That's that's yeah. not a type of video that's going to make you money. So they probably should uh, make sure there is a plan 
Make yeah. sure the juice is worth the squeeze. Make sure the content you're making has a place where it belongs. Mm -hmm. uh, and then how bad do you want it? Yeah. Yeah. Be be before you go with this question, I just want to like share a story because I mean, you share it with the auto industry, but it was very similar to what we were doing in the fitness industry when we first started with this. Like, mm -hmm. And I, I, I want to repeat what you said. Every piece of content, make sure that it has a spot, but it has a place. And I remember we added coaches videos to the follow-up sequences and the follow-up messages to the people that did not sign the membership in the first place. This was a boutique studio. And it was incredible because it was like, oh my gosh, like the, the impression of these people, right? And these coaches are outgoing out there and we just build it into that pipeline. People are calling back me like, oh my God, book me for us next class. I wanna see this coach. I wanna see the other coach, right? And it's those things. And you know, it, it, everything increased, right? Because people were like so so excited to see that it's something that's different as well. It's like, and I, and I wanna point this out because content is not just for social media. There's so many other applications that we right. can do. We asked a couple of questions mm -hmm. here on the show and we shared this in the past that their place is not social media. Their place is somewhere else, which if you are into our world, you know where, where that is. But I love that you're bringing this, the, the, this, this new vision, right? That a lot of people might ignore well, because I, everything I else is so. This reality ran my old business over. Um, you know, I was, I was a salesman. I started making videos that were designed to help, uh, dealerships essentially highlight their business practices and all their products. It was great. We'd make the series one time and, and we would sell access to that series to multiple markets. So you'd own our Ford series in Cleveland, for example. Mm. And we made all this cool stuff. And, and for a while we were even making custom stuff in the beginning. And like people would come around and go, well, we just spent $6,000 on this new coffee machine. Let's do a video on that. Who the hell's going to watch that video? Like, where are you going to put that video? Like yeah. they don't have a connection. And so what you, again, you need like exactly to your point, you, you need to have a funnel that you've created that demands video. Mm -hmm. There's empty slots in there, you know, like an ad lib. And yeah. your job is to create that video that serves that slot. When you find yourself in a spot where you're making videos aimlessly, which is where we ended up. We had clients, we were doing a million a year. We had clients buying these beautiful videos. They were super happy. Their, their check would have always showed up on time. But we were basically wasting their money because they didn't have the processes that demanded the video on their side of the business. We yeah. provide the video and the training and then we go, look, don't you realize like you have this thing about how you price your cars? It's beautiful. People react well. Why don't you put banners on your site? So that's the first thing people see. What? Why don't you email them to people when they send in a lead so they know you won't negotiate? Why? And, but for all of those, that were, there was too much. And, and that is actually how we ended up selling the video business and starting the agency where I now, I now am the one using the content I create and the clients create for yeah. the, for the, you know, we are the ones exercising the why part of yeah, making the content. It. Yeah. But yeah, I always think back on that, you know, let's do a video on the coffee machine or let's say it's like, they don't understand that, that video to sell is the act of getting the right message in front of the right person at the right time and how you control the timing and the delivery of it is more important than the message even. Uh, because mm -hmm. it's all a sales process, right? That's what we're yep. really doing. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so different about our business is we go out and get people's attention. We figure out if they're interested in our clients' products, but then we stay with them and give them all these different messages based on where they live, what their hobbies are, the products they looked at, yeah. whether they're male or female, whether they like soccer or not. And so then our, that brand that we represent has this continual conversation with somebody to like kind of keep them invested in what's going on. So there is a demand. And we have clients that have 70 to 80 live videos just in their paid advertising uh, uh, ad account. Mm. And, you know, if you love dogs, we're going to go, do you love dogs? Oh, my God, you should. Well, I already know you love dogs, so you wouldn't get the video. So yeah. it goes yeah. right back to the uh, selling stuff door to door. The Facebook knows the question. 
Yeah. They know something about you. And now I can make a video that converts on that knowledge and get it served only when appropriate, right? Yeah. So that's like a showrooming effect. That's building a sales process and not just advertising to people. Yeah. So, you know, that's sort of our area. We don't make a lot of organic content and sit back. That's your guys' thing. I wish I was uh, more confident <laughs> and better at that. I just, I build digital sales processes that, that people have to, you know, like when you go into a, into a place that sells, you know, uh, furniture there's always a very organized sales process there yeah. we build a digital version of that a digital super sale and uh, and that's the way that every piece of content we have is targeted we have content that's like congratulations for hitting our midday flash sale now you get these mm -hmm. unique offers and it only plays during the middle hours of the day you know but yeah. everything is targeted and relevant and yeah. so when people look at that list of videos that they should create it makes sense they're like oh i didn't know i could say thank you for or happy birthday or thank you for leaving my way like if you go to my website and you click on uh, the the scheduling app, but then you don't schedule with me, you trigger an ad of me on a golf course, and I'm about to tee off, and I'm like, hey, I saw you on my contact page, but you didn't, well, you just being nosy? You trying to figure out when I'm out here golfing? No, but for real, I'd love to talk to you. And it's like an Easter egg. You only yeah. get that if you take this one particular action. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to do that, just so you know. Just like I watch this video. So if I, if I ruin your analytics, I apologize in advance. No, no, please do, please do. And do it yourself, too. I mean, it's just it just make, yeah. it's just fun. And, and yeah. around the time where I had the agency that was making the videos and, and not the one using them, a friend of mine who, who's, who was speaking at, at Digital Dealer with me was like um, – he, he had an ad that came on my YouTube and he goes, I'm going to be in room 210. And, and, and I was like, yeah, whatever, skip, you know, couldn't wait to hit the skip button. And then he came back in a half hour and goes, you might have skipped my last ad, but don't skip my presentation in room. And I was like, oh, God, the Internet's talking to me. Uh, but that, that's where I realized this yeah, works. Yeah. This is this gives you a feeling this sort of like, you know, yeah. hey, I know something about you and I'm going to speak just directly at that. Um, so when it comes Absolutely. to our ability to help people create content, that's where we, that's like the first place we go. Yeah, and then, cool. but to your point, you've got decking out the website, you've got decking out the emails and the first responders, you've got decking out the CRM things for old clients. Hey, it's been a year since we've met. Uh, I mean, you can, you've got testimonials that turn into images and graphics everywhere. I mean, there's video type and why you're making the videos gotta be the point because the video's job is just to get your facial expression, your tone of voice, your enthusiasm to somebody's ears so that you can sell them the way they would if they were standing in front of you. It's not a miracle. And by creating a video, yeah. nothing magical is going to happen. Uh, but when you get the right message to the right person at the right time, you've actually created a sales process that just uses video. So yeah. powerful. I love that. I love that. And we're, we're, we're sadly getting here towards <laughs> the end. But, you know, because we close, before we close it up, we actually have two more questions. Um, but before those two more questions, I just want to ask, you know, <laughs> Uh, just share a little bit about little videos, big results. Uh, how is that course going to help people out and where can they go and obviously sign up for it? Yep. So uh, you guys have heard me talk a little bit about our main aim on the course is getting people over the hump of being afraid of the video, giving them the tools to like the first product that they make and some of the rules yeah. so that when you make a video, I'm going to be able to point right away to what you messed up. Was it the lighting, the framing, the grip, the sound? Where'd you go wrong? So the technical mechanics is the first part of the series. Then we get into a lot of uh, videos you can make that don't have a person in it. So we talk a lot about making video capture videos that are actually you on your phone, circling things and scrolling between screens. We talk about the right way to create boomerangs, mm -hmm. which are really effective videos for your uh, for your business. We talk about how to how to uh, jump on memes and gifts and stuff like that on TikTok and tailor them for, for what your business is. 
but the biggest thing that we have is helping people understand their actual business. Who are the avatars that I need to aim my videos at? What are the problems that I have right now that are, we, I just put a 35 foot wall in my house, for example. It's like a dream wall, it all pushes into a pocket. And we ended up with them as clients during the process. Now we're helping them. So like their three clients are a new homeowner, somebody doing a redesign on the interior of their home and somebody yeah. doing a redesign on the exterior of their home. So we help them line up. These are the three people who we think we're talking to. What are the three reasons why people are not buying a dream wall? They think it's more expensive than it is. They think the warranty isn't as strong as it is. And they think that ultimately it's gonna take longer to put in. So we show all the people on the course how to line up the problems that you have with the people that you have, create questions and create these really simple testimonials where they're actual customers talking about your actual problems. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot, but it's actually something you can be can be done very easily. Uh, so the course actually goes through samples of other people who've done it. We show nice. you how to on a worksheet exactly how to line yours up. Uh, and awesome. it includes some private coaching on either end to help you line nice. up what your videos should be and then help you review them and coach them after the fact. So cool. it walks a business owner through how to how to talk about who you're how to talk to your ideal avatar about their likely objections that are keeping them from buying, uh, how to build the process around your product and show them how it works and show them what it does. Yeah. Uh, and how to stay in front of them and stay and keep them engaged throughout the whole funnel, not just on that yeah. first ad. I love uh, it. and it's you know, like I said it's a business development kit because the biggest thing it does is when you advertise in this way on Facebook, you know what it costs you to get a new customer. Yep. So the reason it's little videos, big results is it's not just the results the video gives you. It's that knowledge that, hey, I can make yeah. a $10 profit customer for $2.18. So mm -hmm. if you get through this course and you can come to me and go, look, I make $400 off of every group job I do and I can make them for $90. Buddy, I'll put my credit card in. If you need an investor, call me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, but when you get to that point in your business that you know you know you can handle the workload yeah. and you know how much a new customer costs, now you can buy scale. You can buy growth. And that's what an investor wants to see. That's how you build the value of your company. So you can punch in the dark and hit a few, not hit a few, do a campaign night. But when you can come to, to someone and say, hey, it's $8 for us to get a new dry cleaning client. We make on average $55 a month off of them, right? Like 50, 22 of that's profit. Yep. We keep them for an average of 30 months. Now you've got a business. Yeah. So we really help you know business owners that love their business focus on the very simple set of skills they need to just translate the way they would talk to a customer to customers that aren't in the rooftop, that are in the market for what they sell, and put them into sort of a showrooming effect that'll actually talk about why other customers chose them and and how maybe some of the things they thought would be wrong or wouldn't want yeah. from working with that business are not actual problems. So yeah, it's a it's a we're using videos, but it's really a business development kit of how to go out yeah. there and find your cost of acquisition and, and grow your business. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think is going to be very beneficial for for those that join. And I'm sure people got their credit cards already in their hands and they're like, OK, no, well, where do I sign up in so, here? So, so that's a great segue. So this is a course that we've been building. It's just going to be retail ready here on like October 1st. So for anybody listening, uh, go to littlevideosbigresults.com and you can actually give me your email now. I'll give you the course for free for two weeks when it launches. So it should be right around October 1st, but that's two weeks in that two weeks time. It's everything but the coaching. You can get in there and use the worksheets. You can see exactly what the situation is. You can line up your thing. And to be honest, if you start sending me stuff and ask me to coach it, I probably will. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it shows you how to get in touch with me. So yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely. no cost at all. Um, you know, we do pretty well on the other side of our business, so I don't need to monetize this yet. I'd love to have people's feedback, get them in the love course. It. So yeah. Put the credit card back in the pocket. <laughs> uh, get 
get the email out. It's little videos, big results, and you can sign up now. I'll email you as soon as the course is ready, and you can go nuts yeah. in there for 14 days. Awesome. Yes, that's awesome, guys. Go right now, littlevideobigresults.com, yeah. and sign up. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be the action point for everybody because, you know, when we eliminated the friction, that's when everything changed for us. We started creating that mm -hmm. momentum, and I love the fact that you guys have this very, very solid structure, proven structure, right? And you're, you're willing to help uh, everybody. So last question is, like, where, where will you be if you did not publish? Well, um, I'll give you an analogy. When I was uh, a couple years ago in Seattle, I was, I was a renter. And I felt like I really needed to buy a house because the house values were leaving me. You know what I mean? They were getting so big. And I was able to secure a house at around $350. And three years later, I sold it for $650. Mm. But... If you were trying to stay in Seattle, that wasn't very good because all, all the homes you wanted to move up to and buy also went up, right? Mm -hmm. But by getting into one home, I wasn't left behind. If I was still a renter, I wouldn't even have been able to afford the 350 house anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so, so, so that's what you're that's what you're leaving behind is in in life. One of the most and in physics, one of the most difficult things to do is stay stationary. Going backwards is easy. Going forwards can be easy. Staying exactly where you are is almost impossible in life, whether that's from your fitness level or, you know, your family situation. Stay, you, know, you have a great day. You wish every day could be like this. Well, it yeah. can't. <laughs> and the, the fact is that it almost needs to get better or worse. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the way people need to look at that opportunity is simply being satisfied with your business now isn't enough because that might not be your business, especially in harder times. Right. So you mm -hmm. need to, like I did when I bought that first house, you need to get on the wave now. You need to develop these skills now because yeah. they're becoming more and more imperative to own any business, let alone to grow any business because your competitors will be doing these things. Yeah. So, you know, don't, don't, don't rest on your laurels. Don't be satisfied with your current position because that current position could look a lot worse in two years. So, so get in the game now, develop the skills yeah. now, even if they're not productive to your business now the odds are very, very strong that they will be. And if you don't own a business, find a way to take over this responsibility for your current employer and watch how many potential current employers show up. Yeah. Oof. Wow. I, I love it. I love the analogy. And all I could think about was what is the river of thought? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll leave that for part two. Yeah, we'll leave sure. that for part two. As no, a hooker. No, 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 no. Uh, man, this has been incredible. And thank you so much for, for coming onto the show. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we head out? Uh, no, no. Um, to your river of thought idea, read, think, and grow rich. <laughs> Thank me later. Uh, you know, half of, half of life is having a target and going after that target and knowing, and it's right back to what we're talking about, where yeah. you know, make that target to be understanding, make your goal as you read that book to be understanding what it would cost you to grow your business, finding your cost of acquisition. Absolutely. Let that be your North Star. Not the next sale, but the knowledge of what the next sale should cost. Love it, man. Ooh, Thank you so much. Let's go. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. We, right. put, put the horn. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah, me, let's give me go. The horn. Give me the horn. Oh, let's go. Know. Crowd going crazy. <laughs> With that said, guys, no, thank you so no, much. For, oh, oh, hold on, okay, hold on. Stop. Okay. Rewind. Rewind. Let's go. <laughs> okay. What's up? <laughs> tell me. Tell us. Tell us. Uh, no, I, I said, no, I'm blushing. Oh, you're blushing. No, yeah, no, Fonzie too. Got me. I, totally, I, totally, I totally understood. Now my question. I was yeah. like, oh, wait, what is yeah, it? Tell me yeah. more. You, you pull no, a reverse ready. card. I, I, 
I think we all thought somebody else had something profound to say there during that pause. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, now we go. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Contest Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platform and on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if Andrew here helped you move one step forward Let's to your go. goal, please, please make sure to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye, guys.